you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Well, Mike? Actually, and another thing I forgot to say about the podcast, we record it and we talk about movies. And, uh, oh boy, sorry, I have about four more pages of exposition to get through. Uh, 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 somebody help me, somebody. Uh, goodbye forever. (laughs) My name's Jessica. My name's Jessica. Let's talk about Paul Atreides, the most fantasy name. Right. Madison, I apologize. Are you in good form? Yeah. I'm in good form. Uh, hey, good. hey, great. Then let's talk about Paul Atreides. Hey, Mike. But before we do that, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. How you doing? How you doing? All right. I'm going to start our 30 minutes. <laughs> this now. You, you know what? We had time for bits, but you wanted to be a smart mouth, little, little tyke. So we're just going straight to the pitch. No bits. Spice. You're spice. going straight to bed without bits. Spice. Spice. Baby. Spice, spice, right, baby. Ahead. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to start a timer for one minute. Get them all out. Go. Oh, shit. That's all I had. Uh, 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 sandstorm, but it's like Dune. Um, um, the song Sandstorm, but it's like Dune. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, um, uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Fremen's pretty Morgan good. Fremen. That's something. Um, uh, uh, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> I was going to do that. You know, it's going to be that thing where you catch a, the old adage of if you catch a kid smoking, you make them smoke a whole packet of a whole package of cigarettes. So never want to do it again. I was sort of attempting to do that, but Morgan Fremen's too good. Morgan Fremen. Yeah. So yeah, Morgan Fremen. He got off the hook with Morgan Fremen. That was pretty good. Uh, what did you think about Dune? Cards on the table. I've never read Dune. Um, I've never uh, seen this movie. I haven't seen the new one yet. Um, I was only just um, lightly familiar with the story. Um, I know it's basically the story of Dune is a person being ascended into a god like like figure kind of like that's basically and it involves something with spice and like that something to do with the god paul atreides yeah yeah which is an interesting name paul the god paul well yeah there's like the ben jesserit Mm -hmm. and oh yes the harkonnen empire and all these names and then yes i'm paul atreides yeah yeah also, this isn't addressed in the movie. There's a character, Duncan. His last name is Idaho. That's great. Dun- like the U.S. state. Yeah. His name is Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho. Um, mm-hmm. I um, 
You know, there's like some obvious, and I, I looked into this a little bit because um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen the movie Lawrence of Arabia, um, but no. um, very similar type of like story. And I looked into this and Frank Herbert, like loosely sort of based, like that is sort of an inspiration for it. It also had like sure. Jesus vibes, except if Jesus. Were, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he's like a messiah. Yeah, Like if Jesus, if if Jesus, instead of like miracles he rode sand he he tamed and rode giant sandworms um i mean i've read the first dune book it was been a couple years ago now that i read it and there are extended passages in the back half of the book where paul is like i can see the branching path where if i follow this there will be the and they use a very loaded term for holy war uh that usually comes from the muslim faith Mm -hmm. it starts with a j um yeah they use that a lot about how it's like, and we'll bathe the universe in blood and all this stuff. And it was like, or I could not do that and be like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like this weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's wild. It is bonkers to me how much they actually tried. From what I understand, the Timothy Chalamet Dune was about half of the book. It's probably the way you should almost do it because like the tonal shift at the halfway point of this movie where he goes from being like, a weird 14 year old in quotes to the like living Messiah of the desert people is stark. That's what I'll talk about a little bit as far as like what I thought about Dune, because I actually thought the first half of the movie, I'm like, why do people not like this? Like, like I, it was, it's kind of like wacky and it is like, it has like some like, like, Uh like, um, uh, David Lynchness to it, like it's sort of like weird, weird awkwardness, and then like in the characters are very like in every moment, like it's like they're lost mm-hmm. in like what they're saying, sort of thing. They're very wispy and like direct, and like yeah. it's like everything I have has so much importance to it, sort of. But it wasn't like bad to me at all. It was actually like kind of catching my interest, and then when they get to the halfway point be like oh yeah and here's a montage of them like like raiding the spice using power word kill using power word kill on everything that that he suddenly has like i don't remember them talking about that in the first half of the movie where it's just like the weirding way like that's introduced about Mm -hmm. halfway through unless they did mention it i don't know um i thought like when he said like you have the secret uh you you know the secret battle the weirding way i was like oh you mean that shield thing they did at the very beginning of the movie that's the i loved those shields yeah the sh- oh my god it was so bad i wish they did more of it i thought like like yeah. i don't know like i thought that was going to come into play more in like the latter half of the movie like oh the uh the imperialness uh the the imperial guard like had all these shields Mm -hmm. and they had to figure out a way to like defeat them and there's gonna be a a great battle scene nope just these clunky gumby fucking shields but i loved it because it was like so it was so of its time i'm like oh my god i'm so looking forward to seeing more of this it's sort of like superman's like s that he like grabs off his chest throws yeah so funny Uh, um i I, I the phrase I used describing this when I watched it was um it's like Star Wars meets Wizard of Oz aesthetically. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I when they started those shields, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna love this movie. This is so dumb. And then it was just extremely boring mm-hmm. for a while. 
I don't know. I I don't really have much else to talk about the movie Dune. It's long and it's as long and ponderous as the book. And I even tried to do a bunch of interior like monologues and thoughts by just having the characters the lines whispered but nobody's like the adr and whispered voice to be like this is my interior monologue and it's just like what's happening yeah that was like to me that was the thing that was charming to me about it i'm like oh they're gonna attempt Mm -hmm. to do this like as a way to be maybe like um like like true to the book or something like that of it's a lot of interior monologue in the book yeah yeah i that's the first one i got i got and i kind of liked it because it was like because the whole idea of like using the voice or whatever was also like a component um which is basically command word mm-hmm. you know like command the the command spell um um but so that was actually like kind of charming to me but then like the it is the second half of the movie that really like got me of like oh this is the most interesting thing this is the climax this is like the climax of the action and you're just like parsing it down to 10 minutes basically well i'll tell you what for the listeners anyone who hasn't read the book or hasn't seen the movie in like a hundred words or less with as many proper names as you can muster what's the plot of doom yeah so um uh paul atreides um is Uh a uh is the son of a duke uh duke Mm. um duke dukerden um Mm. and uh, he and his best friend uh, John Luke Picard um, are training him to be a good warrior. Um, even though he was apparently unwanted, like he, the Duke didn't want a son. How, you got to be keeping count of these words. Um, <laughs> I guess I just meant in as few words sure, as sure, possible. Sure. Um, the the Duke is basically training his son to be a good fighter because they're about to raid and conquer the world of arrakis which is a spice um Uh like which is a a world that has spice and spice is the most valuable resource imaginable because it gives people like ridiculous like sort of powers that's how i understand it um Mm -hmm. and um there's a plot to kill the duke the duke dies um uh who who does the plot who's then on the plot um there's uh um brainiac uh brainiac worm um <laughs> foresaw it uh and got the uh emperor um emperor diet count dooku to uh order the okay yeah that's good you're good you did it <laughs> but then emperor diet count dooku yeah. so that's the first half of the movie and i'll be brief mm-hmm. with the second half um paul defeats the Imper- imperials by teaching the natives of arrakis to shout really good mm-hmm. and then him and sting oh, oh one part sting is in the movie the the guy sting mm-hmm. um and he wears a bathing suit that is like mm-hmm. it looks like lizard skin like 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 yeah. snakes a snake skin it looks like a denim thong yeah a denim thong yeah um <laughs> at one point and the movie ends with uh uh paul stabbing sting in this in the neck and and literally making it rain and literally making it rain yes 
<laughs> Emperor Diet Count Dooku. Well, uh, you generally were. It sounds kind of ambivalent about the movie ultimately, and I was thoroughly entertained through most of it. Um, okay. I, I'd say I'd actually kind of liked it, and like. I, it's funny because the new movie just released it's like i feel like this movie would have done better like nowadays in if they were did this some mm-hmm. of the same things um except for with kyle mclaughlin now playing yes, paul atreides yeah, exactly. still it's gonna be a dear evan hansen sort of thing um oh my god dear paul yeah, atreides uh hey madison uh, dear uh, paul atreides uh, um <laughs> but i um i actually like kind of liked it um it's uh i understand why it sucks though or they just tried to do too much um and from what i understand it took three years to make this movie and a huge fucking budget um and um i think it is on record as the only film that david lynch has a regret about he's like i should have never made that movie um because it was had too much producer input apparently um and gotcha um he didn't get final cut on it so that that i guess there's apparently like a three-hour cut or something like that that he did but um speaking of your sort of um i don't know what word i want speaking of your thoughts uh love chansky is our first reviewer here from letterboxd uh gave us a heart there's no rating just it has a heart like a favorite a sloppy masterpiece, a real piece of beautiful, weird crap. Five stars, no stars, absolutely. End of review. Which kind of was what I was getting off of you as well, off of your your take. A sloppy masterpiece. Well, uh, Amanda goes one step farther, gave this four and a half stars and a favorite, and all caps, this fucks so hard. You guys just hate bad effects, don't you? You guys just hate it when the explosion goes on the big desert worm, don't you? You will all pay for shitting on this film. Just you fucking can you, wait. Can you spell that sound effect for me real quick? Yeah, absolutely. It's P-V-B-B-W-W-R-R-R-G-G. <laughs> this is good audio wait let me get let me get closer to the microphone loving this i thank god you're editing this one our next review comes from willow mcclay who gave i'm sorry who has a pro rating gotta give it up uh and gave this three stars yep hey look willow didn't spend four years in letterbox school to not get her pro rating uh, Will gave this three and a half stars. This episode of Portlandia really got out of hand. Okay. In the preview. I'm not familiar with the show Portlandia, uh, but that's funny. I'm not either, but apparently it's. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Willow McClay, who has a pro rating, gave this three and a half stars again. Apparently did not notice it's the same huh. reviewer. Uh, it is tremendous that this closes on such an anticlimactic non-ending, followed by credits that are arranged like an embarrassing 1970s yearbook. That was something we should definitely talk about, is the credits yeah. is the most wild ending. Like, the only way I can describe it is that, like, it looks like, like, the opening to, like, Growing Pains or something like that, like, or some sort of, yeah. like... And- 
80s television show about a family in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, they just put a picture of the character with their name next to it. Like the actor's name. And that's it. That was the... um, the credits we should also mention our introduction was a riff on the opening of yeah. this movie where a woman appears on this fades onto the screen gives five full minutes of exposition non-stop uh then fades out so the movie can start stops fades back and it's like like columbo oh one more thing oh, yeah and <laughs> just talks for another like two yeah full yeah minutes. yeah well you know the, the, the book or the copy that i've had before because i've never read the book um my my famous like history with this book is like oh this book has a glossary i'm gonna read the glossary real fast and then i never got past doing that and i never actually started reading the book so i like learned what the terms were and whatnot but i never actually started reading um i'll probably read it now that i've seen this movie but um yeah like it, it just there's a lot of info like which a kind of unneeded explanation i don't know if i needed it like i've watched like other sci-fi stories that like have way more complicated worlds that don't give this much explanation up top right yeah and like they start talking about like chome and stuff like that which is an acronym for the organization that handles spice and like like the shipping Uh, of it like there's a whole bureaucracy plot that they insist on using like the one time they use the acronym for it and then never explain what that is or what that company does so yeah uh, I think the giant floating testicle with the vagina mouth uh, is like he's a navigator for China. Ah, brainiac worm. Yes. Um, our next review comes from. I I promise you this is not on purpose. Our next review comes from Willow McClay, who has a pro rating, who gave this three and a half stars. I did not look at their names. Do you and Willow have a thing, and this is like. I mean, um, maybe. <laughs> While wrapped in the balmy embrace of weed, I tweeted the following at the close of Dune. Quote, follow Dune better than I ever have before while stoned to shit. It's like hierarchies over who gets the most drugs and the floating man is a joint hogger. And Kyle McLaughlin has a utopian idea for weed, Spice. So he is sort of like four drugs Jesus. End quote. End of review. That's the thing. I never fully understood uh paul's plan for the spice it's like mainly just like oh if we control the spice we control the universe sort of thing like so and the and you're familiar with the book so you can maybe have more input because it's like oh i could destroy the spice or i could just have it and then make arrakis the center of the universe of power like there's um a point in the books, especially where the like the Fremen live off of spice, like everybody else like uses it some, but they like that's their main sense. So like if they destroy it, they'll just die. So I think the the world at large uses it for space travel. With spice, they can like fold the universe so their ships don't actually fly through space. They like move space around them. And so the idea is like if they don't have this spice, then they'd have to fly distances to get to planet to planet so his thing is like oh either they're gonna let us run shit or we'll blow it up they can't come and get us because it'll take forever so we'll just be left alone and we'll take a we'll run arrakis then i think that's his idea of the idea of blowing it up is like cool then they just can't come get us got it got it that would be 
I bet that maybe was in the info dump at the beginning of the movie, but like I, I, I can't remember that ever. Yeah, I guess I never like fully grasped why spice was so important, just that it was. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at twenty minutes, I think it's time for the carnival to yep to roll into town. I know the carnival has a curfew, and they yeah, have yeah. to legally be on the road by a certain time. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what's that? Do you hear what's that? Do you hear you hear it coming? Well, I don't know what. I'm, yeah, I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. I ain't been to the carnival since I don't know when. Yeah. I shot a bit in Reno just to watch it die. <laughs> and what's that? <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a call and response that we have not practiced for and you did not team me up for, so I can't answer you. That's right. It's the same name in Vane Game. My bestly named bit ever. Oh, uh, no. I I still maintain Kachinga Ding Ding is your best name bit. Success in Cinema, Assessment of Assets. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I've only done this once before to some uh, limited success, um, but uh, um, but I'm gonna try it again. So what the same name in vain game is is that I look up movies that were released in 1984 that have mm-hmm. modern counterparts uh, of the same name. Now that they may have the same name because they are remakes of the movies, or they just happen to have the same name, thus making googling for these movies hard or searching for them mm-hmm. difficult. Um, so they have the same name in vain, and it's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still working on punching that one yeah. down, getting yeah, 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 that yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So um, I kind of like. I'm going to say, like, I have three rounds of this for Mike, um, and he has to find which movie was not made in 1984 and has the same name as a counter, a modern counterpart. Okay. Um, I have three rounds of this. I think it is, like, easy, medium, hard, uh, and I'll do it in that order. Okay. Um, so, with that, yeah. And I have to get two out yeah, of three, two right? Two out of three, get the point. Okay. So, with that being said... Here's round one. Ghostbusters. Okay. Red Dawn. Okay. Green Knight. Okay. Footloose. I'm looking for the one that doesn't have a modern remake. And was also not... Or or, or same same name. Same name, released in 1984. Then it's Footloose. Footloose? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. It's Green Knight. Uh, oh, well. Round two. Supergirl. Okay. Candyman. Okay. Repo Man. Okay. The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Then it's Supergirl, because I think she's going to be in upcoming films, but there isn't an official, like, Supergirl standalone movie. Locked in, final answer. That is correct. Okay. Bringing it into the final round. Mm-hmm. I got a little cheeky with this one. The, 
Well, of course you did. It's a particular one that is like a cheat. Of course you fucking did. a little bit of a cheat. Hocus Pocus. Carnage. Okay. The Inside Man. Snake Eyes. The uh, Hocus Pocus. Uh, technically, the movie's not called Carnage. Teehee. Teehee. Whatever, I'm going to say Carnage because that's right. Whatever bullshit you have written down, the movie's not called Carnage. Okay. So, that is correct. It's called Venom 2, The Wrath of Carnage or something, yeah. whatever. Uh <laughs> So technically, I'm right, even if you were intending it to be a different. The other movie. one was Snake Eyes. Uh, the the real answer is Snake Eyes, but I was being cheeky with that one. Uh, um, yeah, I'm writing a point down because I am correct. You are correct. Tech, you are technically correct, which is the best type of correct in this. Best kind of is, correct, which is exactly the, the, in this in in our games. Congratulations, you win. Um, rating on one to five. How do you feel about this game? Because I might not ever do it again. <laughs> um. I don't dislike it. Maybe up the difficulty and lower the number of rounds. I mean, you know, I don't. Obviously, you can only work with what you have. I can't be like, uh, pick better movies, whatever. But, uh, but anyway, on to Dune Two. Now, originally we talked about making this a Halloween mm-hmm. movie because uh, this was going to come out before Halloween. Now that we are past Halloween, um, I don't know if we need to tie our hands with a Halloween movie. I wrote down a couple things, mostly dumb bits. Um, I wrote down Chome, The Office, because Chome is like the, um, like I said, it's like the bureaucracy uh-huh. or company that like is in charge of spices and stuff like that. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> I, the way you're smiling makes me afraid that might be what we actually end up doing. Um, there's a dumb line. It's been two weeks since I saw this movie, so I don't remember the exact moment that this is a reference to. But there's a bit where Paul like is looking at the moon, and he's like, he has a feeling mm. about the moon or something. So I just wrote down Paul's feelings are on the second moon. That's it. Um, and then I wrote down Dragon Balls because why not? Yeah, Dragon Balls maybe. Um, not Paul Blart, but we could inter- start introducing or... Dragon Balls on the. The word, uh, no, there's I a can't. second. They find a tome. There's a second Messiah legacy. It just has, Paul it just has a engraving no. of his name is his Paul. Name is Paul. There's a second. There's a second. Oh Paul. no, um, <laughs> Paul Blartrades. Oh no, you said it. Why'd you say it, Mike? We have to do it. We have to do it now. Oh my god. Oh god. I don't know if I want to. I, I don't know if we can. Like, physically, it might kill us. Yeah. Um. I do like the idea of Paul Blart being, like, transferred to Arrakis or something. And he's also like, in the, like, um, theoretically far future. Yeah, right. Although, I guess we but could maybe, do, like, a galaxy far, far away. So this could be happening. Yeah, yeah. Very far out in the universe. Yeah. But it also could be. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're doing this, but like the initial idea is like they set up some sort of like um uh like they take back the spice and now um but there's definitely going to be like 
fight against the Imperials and uh, what's the other like the other warring faction? The um, the well, there's the Fremen and then there's Baron Harkonnen and his men. The Harkonnens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's um because there's like the main people or the the emperor's people Mm -hmm. they're called the imperials right yeah the sardukar the sardukar yeah um but they're like okay so we set up this spice operation where we control the spice we we are protecting the spice this is holy land right Mm -hmm. um that um will constantly be invaded right Uh um and then they're like we need the world the the universe's greatest guardian and then like they make a wish to the spice or something and in comes paul bar uh the second messiah or something like that um here's the thing there's one fundamental thing about putting paul bar in a different movie that i think we have to do if you're going to do it he does not belong in the movie he is put in. So what I'm saying is no. they're not like, we need a great Messiah. It's like, we're going to keep doing our shit. Suddenly Paul Blart is also here. Yeah. I don't know if I want to continue on this thread. However, that was the end of my list of ideas that weren't putting a spooky twist on it. Now the Paul Blart thing, I didn't intend. I just put Dragon Balls. So I don't actually have anything else unless you had some riffing that you wanted to start. I did like your... Um idea of uh the office okay the the charm office um i don't i don't know why i like that so much it's just kind of funny um i because you're you and it it involves none of the seriousness of dune yeah exactly that's also why i want to add paul blart to it um which because i just think it's funny what if it's like paul dies and he ascends (laughs) and um uh he he can grant them one wish and they're like we need another Paul. We need another Paul. No. Um, what are then... you doing? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. We don't have to put Paul Blart in that. No, no. But, I'm just, um, I just, I, my point is that I think we need to, like, what is happening with Dune that is an actual Dune type sequel that we then mm. unceremoniously push Paul Blart into? Like, yeah. that's my thing is, like, he can be there, but having him be anything other than an absolute hindrance seems like mm-hmm. we're going down the yeah. wrong path here. That's my point. Yeah, I got it. I, I I agree. And you're right. I think, like, the logical next step, like, when I think about the I'm starting her 30 sequel, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll start, we'll start riffing. And if Paul Blart comes in, he comes in. If he doesn't, he doesn't. We'll keep um, an eye out for where he could enter the story. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll listen for his... Um, his hover around um so the logical next step to me is like okay so one it's rain it rains now on dune every Mm -hmm. so often right so water is apparent um they have supposedly succeeded in their um goal of taking back arrakis and everything Mm -hmm. the only logical thing to me that makes sense is like some sort of division within whatever society is now on Arrakis right mm -hmm. um like and maybe it maybe we jump forward a number of years and um uh, I was gonna say maybe we jump forward a number of years and Paul has died and 
has moved on. So now it's sort of like the Alexander thing of like who controls, um, like, you know, when like all the senators like right segmented out Greece or whatever, or Macedonia or whatever. Um, and so now it, uh, so now there's conflict within the, within the planet and, um, there could be people that are loyalist to the Paul ideals. There could be new thoughts. So in the books, I've read the first couple chapters of the sequel, Children of Dune, mm-hmm. and which I think, or it's either God Emperor, I can't remember which one it is. It, the movie, or the books, the first book actually ends with Paul marrying the daughter of the Emperor to yeah. like political marriage so that everything's fine now. Um, the book, second book opens with her plotting his assassination. Mm-hmm. And a situation like that, above all else requires security yeah if only oh god dune had a person who understood security <laughs> jesus so they call upon paul the Blart, gods dune cop dune cop <laughs> fuck um i mainly want paul blart in it because of the very funny scene of him okay. trying to get his uh his segue through the sand oh and it not working i'll i'll do you one better paul blart can't ride sandworms like he just doesn't have the knack for it until he takes the handlebar and stem off of his segue and puts it on top of the worm jesus christ um okay we need a plot we have we've spent three minutes on this we need to start working a plot do we want to do the like divvying up of Arrakis or I mean not to say we have to do one or the other we could end with that if we do the assassination Mm -hmm. attempt thing um we we could um with the assassination attempt thing mm -hmm. um what if we do like a really long like opening sequence again of telling us like what happened it's interesting that he married the emperor's daughter because Mm -hmm. like he was totally set up with um oh yeah like it's it's a political thing. He like definitely and uh, Chella or Chala, I can't remember her exact name. Mm. They're still just fucking all the time. But he's sure. technically married to like Duke Leto in the movie. Uh, Paul's mom's not his wife. It's a she's a concubine. That's even oh. in the movie. So like they're all fine with that. Paul's whole thing is he refuses to give the emperor's daughter an heir so that. Um, mm. there's no like continuation of that line, whatever. Like it's purely political. Got it. That's one of the reasons she's plotting his assassination. But um, Chella or Chella still in the movie, like still in the picture very much. Like they are essentially married, but just not on paper. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So maybe we open with the long explanation of <clears throat> all that, mm-hmm. like, like that, um, in agreement uh there's like a political marriage between the emperor and paul or the, the emperor's daughter and paul um and but um in that opening thing we describe like um or maybe like we end with that and then like some of the opening bits are her attempting to assassinate him or something like that and then <laughs> realizing that oh the emperor is out to get me um there's an uprising this is the break of the truce. Now I am in danger. So is the, so is Arrakis. So he, um, he needs to like meditate with the spice or something. I don't know how he fucking channels his shit. Sure. Um, 
I don't even understand. Like the worms are the spice. Okay, I don't even understand that. They like, like make it by sure. they excrete it or whatever. I don't know. It's fine. Ew. It's like it's like their their sweat and shit and stuff. I mean, probably more like dead skin would be maybe a better. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> or puke. It's either a dead skin yeah. or puke, and I don't know why you think that's weird or gross. I don't know. Um, Just a planet full of very serious adult people eating giant worm puke or dead skin. And pus. And pus. Um, Sandy pus. Um, Sandy pus. My least favorite Bond um, girl. It's my least favorite SpongeBob SquarePants character. Uh, <laughs> um, Jesus. Um, literally. Great. Kind of. Um, um, yeah, so he communes with the spice or mm-hmm. the worms, and then um, they say that you need a great protector. Um, we will bring we will bring someone to protect you because maybe like I don't know like the whole idea of like God or whatever being all powerful it's like there's things that can put that at risk right like like um like they want Paul to succeed and be God's hand on earth or whatever so um he so they they wish Paul Blart into um it's like this person uh will not only protect you but carry on your legacy or something so he's he's gonna be the heir of arrakis and it's gonna be this fucking dude um what if the empress or the whatever princess paul's wife um Mm -hmm. and her cabal are like oh no what we'll do is we'll like we'll use spice because it bends space but if we use mm. just the right amount, we can bend like physical space on the planet. We'll bring Paul to us here and have him killed. So it's like a like a murder room oh. that they set up. Like we're all going to be surrounding it. You're going to have your gun ready. You're going to have your magic ready. Whatever. Like as soon as he appears, except they fuck it up and they summon, they fold space and bring the wrong Paul. But they fuck it up. Maybe somebody sneezes and more spice gets in. It's like no, that's too far. Now we're hundreds of light years away, and it's Paul Blart is pulled through. Paul Blart is also an inconvenience to the villains, mm. just by the fact of not being the Paul they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. I love this. Um, that's really good. Uh, and he's got yeah. still endurance and bull like super strength somewhat and. He 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 is still countries. invincible. Yeah, it's from like, right? his movie, his original Dragon Ball movie. Um, he has and, some and level of superpowers. Oh yeah, still from yeah. Avengers, but I mean, he got those powers in the Immortal Iron Blurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, our canon um, is weird. Our, our canon is very weird. I love it, uh, but I love this. Um, so so he fights his then, way out because he's more durable than they thought. Yeah. What if it's like they start shooting him or something or they start like hurting him and he's like, stop it. That tickles, you know, like or just like, God, stop it. It's, it's really annoying when people do this. Um, and they're like. Uh, and he just like runs out and like maybe he. Uh, do you think he joins up with Blart or something or jo- sorry, do you think he joins up with Paul, the other Paul? Um, um, well, Dune Paul or Paul Blart will we'll use that differentiation. Yeah, for yeah, Dune yeah. Paul or Paul Blart. Um, I think this is like a room, a secret room in Dune Paul's house that like, like, oh, we have a secret. House. So he gets out and is like just running through the halls being Paul Blart. And um, he gets, he runs into Paul Atreides uh, at it. some point. 
I think they're chasing him mm-hmm. and uh they're like maybe Paul's like, Why what who is this person? Why why are they standing in front of me? Like who who is they're they're dressed they have a shiny um I, sure. What if he thinks like the the badge is the fucking chest cavity thing that the rest of everyone Ooh, has? Oh, that's like, yeah, that's like a like, weird thing. Baron Harkonnen set up. Not everybody has those, but I take your meaning. Yeah, yeah. What if he's like, is he Harkonnen? He has the he has a thing. He's that's like, good. oh no no, I can take I can take this off. I can take this off. Like he takes his badge off. It's like it's not it's not. <laughs> is he Harkonnen? Blart. B L A R T. L A R T. Uh. <laughs> um uh great uh so <laughs> i think i think that he runs it he's like what is it and maybe like the woman the the daughter of the emperor mm-hmm. catches up um and it's like oh this person broke in maybe and we were just trying to kill him like we thought he was a harkonnen spy or something like that and paul um, can give his like i look i was just at the all you can eat denny's buffet uh, and like he, whatever his dumb Paul Blart humor is. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I was in a room and she tried to kill me and he tried. And like, I think Paul Atreides is like, cause in the book, he knows she's trying to kill him. His weird yeah. God sentience is like, Oh yeah, this is happening. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening. So he's like, Oh, of course. How, how terrifying that must've been for you to find yourself here. My wife would never try to kill you. And then later he'd be like, I know she's trying to kill me. Like we should team up or whatever. Like, what if like the like Paul Atreides is like the spice works in mysterious ways and it's just like there's a reason you got brought here and the he thinks there's like some predestined like shit with oh, Paul Blart but so, it's just like he, he thinks he's like he's, um, he's he's part of the plan. The cabal that tried to assassinate Paul has already killed his head of security and so it's like of course the spice provides a new head of security. And so Paul Blart is now the head of security for Paul Atreides. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What are um, you doing? And, like, and, and the movie becomes... <laughs> and the movie becomes Paul going about his, like, God-on-earth duties, like, um, setting up a few things. Uh, we can come up... We can figure out what it is at the end, but, like... Um, protecting paul atreides in various ways right yeah you know, so like, let's um, let's take a second then and establish what paul atreides is like god emperor mission is like what he, is he achieving in the film we can pepper it in with assassination attempts happen and paul mm-hmm. blart can deflect them or anywhere and then we can talk about some character reasons if we want but i think really all we have to decide is what is it that paul atreides the god emperor is attempting to accomplish in the movie yeah and then we can hand wave we pepper in assassination attempts and then we can talk about some like light character arcs and i think we're done <laughs> i think maybe they're trying to like um re um because they like basically destroyed the shield wall right mm-hmm. or they they broke a hole into it maybe it's like we're trying to rebuild the shield wall so we don't leave ourselves so open uh to um to smugglers or to people smuggling through like we're gonna set up like an actual like more of a security system for the palace which i'll like continue my duties but until then we're pretty exposed right like Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's the big mission is that he really doesn't want the emperor 
I guess they are in like some sort of trade agreement, right? That the emperor can still use the spice, but only what they give them or something like that. Or probably, like yeah. That. Like, and mm-hmm. maybe like instituting something with Chorn. Um, like, is that what it's called? It's it's Chome, but also I'm Chome. I'm I'm never going to just like obstinately correct you. I but that's sure. a Chorn. This is a good word. Yeah. Um. Maybe but, there's like oh that's what Paul calls it nonstop. Chorn. Paul Blart always calls it Chorn. Yeah, um, but maybe there's something with <clears throat> them like there's some sort of trade agreement that they're trying to set up, but it's much more like it doesn't have a political marriage and like in in line with it, right? You know, like it it is more just like these negotiations can get heated, and Paul and Paul Dune Paul needs to be a part of them. Um, so he's always at risk when he is beyond the shield wall with these people because he doesn't want we can't invite them in we can't invite them in because then they could like mess with shit right so what if also they're attempting to build a shield wall around Arrakis like the planet Mm, like in secret the idea of like that's because I don't know I feel like we also if he's the god emperor or whatever it needs to also be something just bonkers like just the I'm negotiating a trade agreement is fine, but also I feel like that's kind of we un they uncorked the bottle of like opening every chakra grape that Paul Atreides has, and then it's like and then he just negotiates a, a contract. I feel like we need something just like juicy also that he's doing. I do like the idea of yeah, like there's a secret there's a secret a, a secret um uh trade or a secret uh shield wall, like you said. Because I also like the whole theme of the movie is establishing security, and then we have Paul Blart come in. Um, what? And, it, sorry, go ahead. Um, and maybe it's just like Paul Atreides has to oversee all of this to make sure it's getting done correctly. But when the sh- while the secret shield wall isn't apparent, he's just super exposed, and so he needs he needs a master security person with him at all times. Um, <laughs> And uh, what if instead of like a, a shield wall, it's actually a projector? They're gonna like shout the kill word into it, and it'll mm-hmm. like it'll go around the planet. So if you try to enter basically Arrakis airspace without their permission, you'll die from the kill word like field around them. And of course, we we'll get some fun bits of Paul Blart trying to use the kill word. Maybe Footlocker is his kill word. I don't know, but what if yeah, the end of the movie because they're they're trying to find. They're trying to find the new word, right? Okay. They're, they're trying to find the new word that what what is uh what is the what is the kill word? What is his name? Mar- uh, Madib Mar- is what Madib. The, that's like yeah a kill word. There's a couple because it was like Hush! or something like that words like that. Um, yeah, they're trying to find one powerful enough, and they find out at the end of the movie that it is blart. They're trying to find the word that will only kill their enemies, like for the stasis field, because it's like if we put it on the planet and it'll kill us, if it turns on us, then we're all dead. So we have to find one that will never hurt the Fremen or anyone loyal to Muddy. It is it is a word of security. It is the word of security. And that is blart. Uh, and that's what they find out at the end of the movie. So I like to formally stupid. tender my resignation uh, to creating movie ideas or a respectable society. Uh, this this is great. This is it's not great. Oh. In, in the confines of this stupid, stupid movie, this is great. In the grand yes. scheme of things, we have committed an unforgivable crime. 
and I, I we'll we'll pay we'll pay in death after yeah. after death after death we'll we'll reach our we'll, we'll be uh punished severely madison right and i will now. each go away from here and watch the both the pulp art movies back to back as punishment no 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 your personal hell is going to be just put in a room and watch the turin horse over and over again and mine is probably going to be um uh fucking johnny tremaine johnny <laughs> tremaine your personal hell is they're gonna sit you down and make you write an earnest sequel to Johnny Tremaine, oh, not God. earnest as in the movie character, earnest. And I have to, I have to keep, I have to keep submitting it, and it's never gonna be good enough. Exactly. Um, you're never gonna care enough about Johnny Tremaine. And yours is, you have to find anything good about the Turin horse, then you have to like believably convince yourselves that you like anything about that movie. So just to just so I can recap, kind of what we've got the. Mm-hmm. Paul has married the daughter of the emperor and it is a loveless marriage in which he won't produce an heir. He's still fucking his girlfriend, uh, Chella or his sort of common law wife, if you will, even though she's not technically that. Uh, so the daughter or the empress's daughter and a cabal start planning to kill Paul with just the right amount of spice. They're going to fold like space on Arrakis instead of around it to bring him to this room where they're going to kill him. They fuck it up. And Paul Blart is, (laughs) to arrakis as he flees he runs into paul Maldiv, uh and is now welcomed to be the new head of security as the previous one has mysteriously quote-unquote died uh while the movie goes on paul is attending a series of negotiations with the emperor about airspace rights or like getting spice off arrakis uh meanwhile in secret he is building a device that will amplify the power word into a sort of protective shell around Arrakis. The problem is they haven't found a word that will only kill the enemies of Arrakis and not its true children and sons and daughters, etc. A, a true word of security. Exactly. Yes. I I don't know. Like we can use that phrase for now. I'm just kind of broad strokesing through the plot. Um, meanwhile, as Paul's attending these many meetings, the assassination attempts continue, and Paul Blart. Uh, stops them haphazardly um we end the movie with trade negotiation basically ceasing and paul going oh no we're not negotiating anymore as they get the shield the power word sort of field up protecting arrakis from now if you fold space into the field or pass through it without our permission you will die and so we get to we dictate the terms now forever does paul blart stay on arrakis um, I how would he get home like maybe the idea is like yes we'll continue to look for this earth but it may take some time and then we can leave him on arrakis for now yeah we could we could leave him on arrakis for now um uh it's because that's where he would stay in our avengers universe until he comes out like or something like i that, have right? no plans for paul blur in my avengers film however adding dune into the mix may shake that up so i think it yeah, makes yeah. sense i think as mm-hmm. assuming that this movie is not like leading into something else it would make sense yeah. to end it with and we can use this for character beats like maybe at first paul the pauls don't get along or something mm-hmm. like that and then by the end it's like no you are a friend of arrakis paul blur. <laughs> you can stay as yeah, long yeah. as you whatever i don't know um yeah, I'm cool with him staying. Um, and with six minutes left, what are some Paul Blart goofs that we can put in throughout the movie? I want like at least a scene. Like, let's try to find like 
at least one assassination attempt that we save him from. Uh, like maybe, maybe, maybe like these people are always in like uh in like disguise or something, and sure. so it's like not identifiable that we just know that there are these like silent assassins that are trying to kill uh, um, Atreides. I think one then one thing I think there has to be is the first night where he's there. He makes a joke about what the calorie content of spice is because mm-hmm. Paul Blart is nothing if not full of fat jokes. Yeah. Um, also makes a joke about how the still suits are slimming. Um, yeah, yeah. No, but I think you're right. I think there's maybe one of the ways that we can show some character development and people getting to like understand each other better is at the beginning. Paul is very bad at his job because he doesn't understand like customs on Arrakis by the end he's like mm. ah but of course a Furman would never stand with that pose because it like like he's actually like picked up like because ostensibly Paul Blart is an okay security guard like in the mm-hmm. movies he actually is very insightful about just the most useless shit though so I yeah, think yeah. by the end he's like oh yeah no Furman would never stand like that or would never wear those shoes or whatever like Sure. Your still suit isn't it doesn't fit well and like all this stuff. it doesn't have to be Sherlock Holmes but it is just very like weird like oh I just picked up a couple things from paying attention on Arrakis and now I can mm-hmm. what if what if at one point um he gets one of the levitation suits and we have some real fun goops of him not being able to work it right and like he like instead of like charging forward towards like an enemy attacker he like accidentally backs up and like just ramps his butt into him um nice uh and stuff like that or he starts like like 316 like oh. all around and he's like he's like a he's like a spinning disc in the air like just taking people out um that's how he travels because he can't get down worm travel and his segue is broken in the sand as you throw and that's how we can have the ending he has to get to this last negotiation because it's like oh no they're gonna get him and he's like the only way you can get there that quickly is by worm and you're not you can't ride worms and that's where we get the scene i mentioned of him bursting onto the scene on the back of arm with the handlebars and like the long of the segway jammed onto the top of the worm uh and then it turns out he's like a super good worm rider once it's in the like the framework of a Segway. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if like at one point like he he does he really doesn't get like he feels really weird about like not using his Segway because that's how he gets around. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when he's in the air and how he gains stability is he he has the Segway up like with him, God. and that's yeah. how he rides around. They take like, the wheels off and attach the hover stuff to his Segway, so yeah. he has a hover Segway. But the sand eventually wears it down, and or the magnets break or whatever. So by the end, he has to jam this hand animals. Look, I this is the one thing I want for Paul <laughs> Bourne. <laughs> yeah, uh, him on the back um, of a giant worm with a Segway handlebar sticking up out of the back. Um, I have a really like sad thing, yeah, sure. uh, like a, a weird sad story beat. Like, this is so dumb, and I just thought of it. Like, what if it we do like sort of a Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger a reindeer thing? Um, which I don't know if you know this is where this is going, but, uh, but like, um, Paul at one point introduces uh Paul Atreides introduces Paul Blart to the worms, mm-hmm. and there's like a smaller worm who's just like, oh yeah, um who is still super colossal sure. but is a smaller worm it's just like oh yeah that's the whelp of whelp of the bunch like um 
uh, we don't have a lot of confidence in him. You know, we don't know anything. So mm-hmm. the the worm he gets on at the end is that other yeah. worm, this small worm that he feels a kinship to. What do we uh, call the worm? Nobody has. We have two minutes left. Um, what do we call the worm? And then. Um, um, What's the name of the mall he? Um, um, it's the it's like the Florida, isn't it? Oh, Florida uh, one of the things he shouts in the movies is Wittershins. We could call the worm Wittershins. Uh, Wittershins. I was gonna say like something stupid. Um, he's like maybe they don't. Maybe Paul names the worm. Or, yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Is Paul? What yeah. does Paul name the worm? Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is like. What if he's like, I'm going to name you after the most powerful, um, bravest person I know, Goku. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I feel like we have to have a scene then. This is I'm stopping our time because we're like at a minute Um, to get even more shitty shit posty about it. He kneels down by the worm right before he's going to ride it into battle at the very end. And he's Mm -hmm. like, he's going to be stopped by the worm and he's like. Goku Rainy, Goku Maya Mom, I named you after the three greatest women I've ever met in my entire life. We steal the Harry Potter it? ending. Oh, we just what like, was it? It was like, you know, in Harry Potter, where he's like Albus Severus Potter, whatever, you're named after yeah. the two bravest. So he's named Seller, like, I'll name you after the two bravest men I've ever met in my life. And then it's um, Goku Rage, <laughs> it's the name of his worm. Goku Rage. Yes, yeah, because you established he and Marcus Rage and him are best friends. Yeah. Um, is it so, Goku Rage or Rage Goku? Uh, I think Goku Rage sounds way more fucking metal, but I'm yeah, not going to yeah, yeah. fight on that point. But No, no, I won't. Uh, Goku Rage sounds great. Um, so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and then it turns out because the worm is smaller, it has a lot more like maneuverability, so he can do stunts or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. Uh, to your point, though, with the assassination, one of the assassination attempts, I think that... Um, they're on their way to um oh they they tamper with the power word kill boxes like because in the movie they have these little like dumb box voice boxes that amplify it and shoot the, so those get tampered with so when they try to like, there's like oh we're getting jumped and they try to use those they malfunction and kill the fremen using them um and then it's like oh no he's all alone quickly but then it's paul's like oh yeah fine i'll just disintegrate you with my brain then yeah yeah and that's that's one of the assassination attempts i know you wanted to get some details about one of them no that's good i was thinking like i want there to be like a really good fight on top of the worms at one Mm. point um yeah paul can like sword fight uh paul uh atreides can sword fight somebody on the worm and then like i don't know paul lands on them and they get crumpled under him or something uh uh paul atreides like is like uh uh, attacker is coming from the left and then like i think paul i think paul blart is on top of the worm with paul atreides mm-hmm. and it's like paul take the reins or something and like he tries to but he doesn't he just can't do it he like mm-hmm. he drives the worm in like wild directions while paul atreides is sword fighting someone on like the back the... um oh sorry go ahead um and then i imagine like paul falls at one point and but he still has those reins so he's just like like falling like while like hanging on this like vo- like this rope like on one of the worms and he maybe kicks one of the attackers climbing up the side or something 
Uh, what if he's doing that and it starts to go in a circle and it's, he keeps getting it wrong or wrong. So eventually the worm starts eating its own tail. And so that's like oh getting into gosh. a shorter and shorter circle. Oh God. That's great. Um, I think that's enough. Like, but yeah. like things like that, I, I can't think of anything else like really good, but yeah. Um, well, there's only one deeply important question left. What do we call it? Um, we can't call it Paul Blart Dunkoff. No. Um, the Bart must flow. Because <laughs> I kind of want it to be like not obvious what we did in like the. Well, then we can't put any information about Paul Blart in the episode notes. Dune 2. That's Paul, folks. That's Paul, folks. Um, I think I like Dune Cop as okay. much. Like, I think that's the one I so like is the it most. Dune colon dune cop or we're we just calling it dune cop what if it's a rackus cop or is that too much um well that's fine i think I could, yeah dune colon arrakis cop arrakis cop yeah all right well did we do it yes i think we did it we did a horrible horrible thing um but you know sometimes you set out to make a movie and Paul Blart just scoops yeah. up into it. We've officially made more movies starring Paul Blart than the original creators of Paul Blart did. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers podcast, including in your beach bag. Um, it's... Cut- tucked under uh that sunscreen you forgot was in there and that other sandal that you put in there because your feet were wet after washing them off after walking in the sand so much so yeah that's where you can find us you can also get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers our gmail is equalizers at gmail.com we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers and as always we spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel like in sequel Ooh, i like that Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song Two Steps Strutting off their debut album Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter by searching The Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in Oh Yes. Their oh Yes. F- their first album is available on all streaming services now. Madison, what are we doing the next time? Got a little French there at the end. Um, So we're in November. Um, peak fall. When you think of fall and November, what do you think of? Uh, apple pie. And um, I think about giant apes that star in a movie with Jack Black. I think about oh, okay. uh, paying it forward. I think about readying myself to be player one. Uh, I'm just oh, going down okay. the list at this point. I would do ready player one if you're interested. Um yeah, we that. just did Space Jam 2, which is, mm-hmm. and I mean, we just, I mean, I don't know if we need to do another. Let's cram an entire fictional property universe together into It's also like something. A, an absurdly boring movie. <laughs> um, we do something like classic, like Rear Window. I don't think we've ever done a Hitchcock like film before. No. Um, and I love that film. Um, um, I don't know exactly what we would do with it. 
Um, Fuck it, let's do a window then. Yes, yeah, we gotta it. we gotta keep pushing our comfort zone, especially considering we just put Paul Blart in another fucking movie. Yeah, the next movie is gonna be um, rear. It's gonna rear... be set on Dune, and yeah. Paul's gonna be laid up, and he's gonna see a murder through his rear window. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be a good one because it's like, what can we do the same vibe as as rear window? Um, cool. All right, then frequels tune in next time for the sequel to Rear Window. So, for the Equalizers, I'm Madison. I'm Mike. To be continued. It was a weird energy. You usually, you usually say Madison Jones, and it just threw me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's over now, so we can't go back. Yeah, we're, yeah we can't go back. Um, are you still listening? Goodbye forever. Podcasts are the mind killer. <laughs> truly, truly. Okay, I'm stopping. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is. That's really it. You barely even got to move your butt. Come on, man. Now follow my lead, and we'll do it. Two steps, come on, dance with me.